0: Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world.
1: Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI. I'm Shannon Allen, your host, and today I've got a special treat for everybody. This is part two of our last podcast that touched on first party data. So for today's Q&A, we're going to talk about how to grow leads using either a contest or a sweepstakes and basically grow your first-party data. So to help answer all your contesting and sweepstakes questions, I have with me Director of Content Fulfillment, Ryan Williams. Welcome, Ryan. How you doing? You I'm doing well. First podcast or have you done <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. first podcast. Okay.
0: I've done some football games.
1: Okay. Well it's, it's just, just like different. a football game, right? Well <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit like how long you've been with Federated and kind of what you do with your day to day.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've been with Federated for eight going on nine years. Yeah, that's my yeah. oldest is that age. It, yeah, so. that's the best way to that's, remember it, yeah. right? I started yeah. right when he was born, so that was cool. Fantastic <laughs> way to remember. <laughs> actually, absolutely. Um, and I'm the director of content fulfillment, which means that I create all of our sweepstakes and handle all the data and help people actually use the data after they have they have collected it. So. And
1: we're going to talk about that today because I think the biggest thing that we see that some of our clients or small businesses have trouble with is what to do with the data, right? Once you have it. but <laughs> Yeah. We're going to talk about, and, you know, you, you do this both for radio clients. You do it for, uh, you know, our own radio stations as well. You do it for FDS clients. So you have a good range of businesses that you've worked with over the years of really how to grow their leads, right?
0: Yeah, and it is the biggest thing that we have. So many people get them, and they're like, yeah, we're going to follow up, and then they run another contest. or are like, what did you do with them? And what did like, you do with them, yeah. Uh...
1: Right. Well, and I always think back to, you know, we're talking about first-party data, right? We've been talking about it. We talked about it in our last full podcast. Before that, you know, we've talked about the death of the cookie. This is really just helping our clients to have a better understanding of what to do with the first-party data. However, before we, of what to do, let's figure out what, how they can collect it. And more importantly, and I think we'll get to this with some of the survey questions, I love the, the ability that our businesses that we work with can start to know what their customers want by doing these contests or these sweepstakes. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. You can gain so much more information from your customers.
1: All right. So let's give me a real brief overview. So we're talking about obviously contesting to grow our first party data, right? We're collecting leads, but can you kind of give a brief overview, like give an example. And and I'd like to use big C lumber because we worked Mm -hmm. with them a year ago with a really successful one. So, kind of give a little background.
0: Yeah, I re- I remember okay. I actually use it as an example all the time okay. for so follow ups. Yeah. So,
1: so kind of give a breakdown of what we started working with Alan, their marketing manager, and their goal was to really understand what their consumers want, right? What yeah. things they want out there, and they decided to do a really big giveaway. I think they did like a five thousand. Yeah, it was, and Vancouver it was in
0: conjunction with their like,
1: anniversary. Yeah, fiftieth anniversary yep, yep, or something. Yep.
0: Yeah, so they did a stakes. They gathered information, but one of the the things that they actually were focusing on when they were gathering the first party data was trying to figure out what kind of projects people were looking for. I mean, they're a lumberyard. They're more than a lumberyard, but they're right. primarily a lumberyard. And so they want to try to help and facilitate as much as possible these projects. Right. And so the big data question that they asked was, which projects are you looking at completing in the next year? And then from there, they used that to target um, and retarget with purpose to highlight different ways that Big Sea Lumber can help.
1: So. Yes, and they had multiple categories going around, right? Yeah. They so had, if if they said that they're interested in decking, mm-hmm. that they might get a separate deck question, or they get a separate deck response, right? Yeah. Um, they even had recruitment in there, so they had all of their product lines. What what are you going to be doing? What are your interests? You know, what would you like to know more of? So they got to ask a lot of great survey questions.
0: Yeah. So, right. so they asked about decking, siding, interior projects, so like kitchen, bathroom remodel, and then every single one of those had a special email created that fully laid out what Big C Lumber can do. And they have a lot of contractors and stuff that they partner with. And I think they even have an own their own design team now um, that they can use to highlight some of their stuff.
1: So let's back up for a minute. So step one for any client wanting to do something like this is select a prize, right?
0: Yeah. You have to make sure that what's your goal first, right? right, Obviously. Right. If, you're, if your goal is to collect data, then what's the prize and how does that prize relate to your your audience, your target audience? Who are you trying to And does to it hit? have
1: to? I mean, can um, you give away an iPad and just because it's something people would be interested in? You know, but would you just say it just has to be of something of real value? It can't be, you know, always laugh at the 10% discount, right? right. Like nobody wants that.
0: Right, something of value. And if you can make it a value that really hits your target market, then you can kind of narrow out all the people that aren't going to fit. So like Big C Lumber... Their prize, they did just a cash prize, Um, but if they were to give away like an actual remodel or something, you automatically cut out anybody that doesn't own a home, Right. because if you don't own your home, you're not going to remodel.
1: Nope.
0: You don't care. It's somebody else's property, and so you can look at it two ways. If you're just trying to hit broad strokes and hit as many people as possible, an iPad is a great prize, but if you're really wanting to use your prize to target a little more, that's great, too. And
1: you really want to address the the consumers that are going to more likely use your business because they do own
0: their own home. Right. And then you have some businesses like restaurants. They You just do want to get as many people as possible because everybody eats. Right. So it doesn't matter.
1: It's more of a broad awareness, like you said, mm-hmm. rather than farther down the funnel. Right. Okay? So figure out their goal. Come up with the prize. What's the next step?
0: Hopefully talk with your rep to, okay. to strategize what kind of questions you're going to be asking, what kind of data you're going to want to gather, and then how you're going to follow up with
1: them. And, and I think we're going to touch on that a little bit more, but in the end the survey questions can be so valuable, right? Like that's oh, yeah. really what we're doing this for. We're trying to collect data to hear, yeah, we're going to get their email address, but knowing that once we've collected the data, that yes, next summer I'm going to build a new deck is going to be really important to a big C, correct? Right.
0: It's, it's important to know when the people are going to want to complete their project because you're wanting to sell it now, mm-hmm. but knowing later fills the funnel for later. I mean, knowing where they are in the buying cycle.
1: So we, first step, second step, third step, So we're ready to launch. Um, What other things does a business owner have to be thinking about from a strategy standpoint? And as you said, like our client or our for our clients, our sales reps are walking them through this. But I want to talk to some of our listeners out there that maybe have never done this and they want to start to think about what their goals are. So once they've come up with these really good survey questions and we're ready to launch, how long does a campaign usually run like that?
0: We typically run a contest for about two weeks, but if it's a huge prize like big C lumber, we right. ran for a week or a month. A month, I think so we ran like, for
1: at least thirty days for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that made sense because it's a five thousand dollars prize. Right. If you're just giving away an iPad two two weeks with the proper distribution or emails and Facebook targeting and display ads, we can totally then run it within two weeks. Okay. Um, and hit the audience that we need to.
1: So we've come up with our idea. We have we have the prize giveaway. We have our survey questions. We have our launch date. So how do we distribute that?
0: So yeah, the the important like you can have the greatest contest ever built with all the data questions you're gonna use, but if you can't get it into the yeah. listeners or it's not your a, if buyer, you build
1: it they will come right no <laughs> you will the gotta know here. where it's at right right, right. right. so um,
0: so we always go, do
1: we work with we work with clients helping with that right
0: yeah and we have with our, being a radio station we have our own data um, our own first party data and so we use that to target specifically to users who match or the data you're looking for the buyer persona we will target the emails. Um, we'll target texts and target Facebook to those consumers. And okay. so those are the three avenues that we use primarily. Okay. Um, if it's a longer running contest, I know with Big C Lumber, I'm pretty sure we used some of we their display using ads. Yeah, we were but using it's a display long contest. ads. It
1: was a longer contest. We had more time. So it fits. So definitely from the digital marketing world. So any traditional works really well to get this message mm-hmm. out, right? Yeah. But radio does a really good job of letting, you know, getting your voice out there with that. That's a great compliment. Facebook is a great way to distribute to let let you know other social platforms that you would use or just really um, Facebook that you see?
0: Well, we use Facebook with, with Facebook comes Instagram because they're the Correct, same thing, right. right? But we will sometimes use Twitter or X, I guess yes. now, but that's pretty specific. It's not all that useful in our market, actually, mm-hmm. um, just because the number of users in our market is pretty low. Right. Um, but we don't use any other social media platforms. We would possibly use LinkedIn if we were targeting professionals. Okay. We have done, I think, two contests specifically for recruitment that we've used LinkedIn for.
1: Okay. So let's talk about the leads you're gathering. So as the contest is going, they have to, fill they, in order to qualify for, let's say, this giveaway, right, mm-hmm. $5,000 cash giveaway to help remodel your home, you have to fill out and ask the questions. Once they're completed, they're entered into the, the contest, right? Yeah. And then from there, are we doing follow-up emails? What's, what's are we, they're, there's a thank you email in there right
0: yeah so ideally there's a thank you email that's an I'm like an immediate response so it's essentially telling the end user hey we got your submission here's some information um, if you have like a coupon offer that's a great way okay. to then deliver to drive extra little traffic um, just a little thank you to say hey come check us out
1: Yeah. yeah you can I mean that's I love that about the thank you page it's one more way to to get your message out there to. Give them something to make sure they're coming back.
0: Right. It's a frequency. I mean, yeah. you have to be in front of them a bunch yep. to get them to buy.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then we do bounce back emails, which are, for us, it's a the end of campaign email, which can be a number of things. You can have, like if you're doing a special sale. So, for example, if Big Sea Lumber, they were doing this contest to promote their anniversary if they then had a special sale that bounce back could be like, hey, come check us out. We have a special offer just for you for a special sale on top of whatever we're doing. And so and then from there, we also do drip campaigns um, based on response.
1: One of the things I was thinking about, so do you find often that clients not only are going after new customers, but will they very often give you their email, their current client list to to let them know this is going on? Or are they really just going after a new audience out there, the new leads
0: they want to get? So it depends on what kind of questions they're wanting to, or kind of data they're trying to gather. Typically, we tend to just target new, but the businesses that are really asking good questions, right, like
1: the big C lumber, they had so many great. You could be a past customer, but now you want to work on something else. You want to have a new kitchen done, new kitchen cabinets.
0: Yeah, needs needs change and desires change. Maybe they bought a new house and they're like, "Crap, I just got to completely remodel all of it." We need to know that kind of stuff, and so businesses that are running it properly and asking really good data questions, they're pushing it back out or we or they're giving us their list and we're sending it. Okay. Um, that's part of our email management that we run is that we will send any contest that you're running with us in addition to our audience, we're gonna push it out to yours because you want as many data points on all of your customers, right?
1: Well let's let's take a little pivot here. You talked about a drip campaign. So I always have this visual I, I have actually a a slide in one of our presentation decks that has like a drippy faucet, right? So drip campaign to me, my old school days, is the way that you respond is the way, however you respond, you might go into one a different pipe, right? You're going mm-hmm. into that column, you're going to get a different response. So banks are really great at doing this, I feel like. My credit union oh, yeah. does such a fantastic job of asking those questions and having follow-up drip campaigns. So can you kind of walk through for the listeners, Let's. what are we going to do after, right? We've collected these leads, and in the Big C Lumber category, we might have a whole list of leads for kitchen cabinets. We might have a whole list of leads for somebody that wants to do a basic remodel. And then thirdly, we might have somebody that's interested in doing, having a brand new deck. So let's look at those three. So what is, what do we do after? What's the next step once we've finished the contest?
0: So ideally along with that question, we're asking like when you want your project done or when you're planning to start your project so that you can create emails that will push them into different funnels for timeline wise. -wise. And when I say drip campaign, all drip campaigns are they're just triggered emails based on a like a customer reaction or action. So for deck building, like if somebody's like, "Hey, I want deck building," we can automatically send them a, spe- a specific um, drip email, just telling them how much Big C can do and what they can offer. But then if we know that they're looking at building their deck in three or four months, we can then start sending them, um, putting them into a different funnel that specifically gives them details on planning. And if there's somebody that's like, oh, "I'm not going to build it until next year," Maybe they're put into a funnel where the emails are spread out a little more and they're not getting as much of that right away.
1: So, really having a strategy. So, would you say that's probably one of the biggest, I don't want to say mistakes, but probably one of our big, yeah, shortcomings of doing this is we are doing the right thing. We're doing a great Mm -hmm. contest. We're coming with ideas. And then all of a sudden, we've got these leads and we say bye to Mr. Client and we're not helping them with part two of the strategy.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah. We're just now starting to fully actually implement that. Um, we had a contest recently with Ace Handyman Hardware. Mm-hmm. Ace Hardware Handyman? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not like sure what their brand right. is. Um, it's along those lines. But he's a contractor that's partnered with the Ace the Hardware Ace brand, Store. Right? And he was asking about when he does small projects around the house and when they wanted to have projects done. And so we actually are just now starting to implement a drip campaign based on when people want the projects done. Okay. Um, and so we're retargeting those users and sending them a follow-up and asking them to schedule a free consultation on what the project will cost for him to complete it. Perfect. So,
1: And the great thing about us, our experience with this, when we mm-hmm. meet with clients, we can talk about that from day one, mm-hmm. and we should be. And that's if, if listeners out there are doing any of these type contesting or, or want to, I would really suggest that any partner that you're working with or agency, make sure that strategy is in place up front, and then have a part two of that when the contest is over to figure out, What's the part two of the marketing strategy?
0: Yeah, and that, that specific client actually was sold this campaign while the promotion was going on, the contest, because the month we were asking for was the month that it was running. And they were getting a huge amount of responses. And they're like, how are we going to handle this?
1: Yeah, isn't that a, that's a hard trouble. That's a, yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad problem. It's have, not right? a bad
0: problem, yeah. but it was it was like, a, oh, crap, I didn't yeah. think about this. Right. I was expecting everybody to want their stuff done in July, August, September. And I was like, no, a lot of them want it done now. Exactly. And so, well, let's look at how we can help do this. Strategizing how you're going to follow up and what that looks like and the whole world map is really, really vital. Um, and if you're not doing that, it's really a disservice on our end. Right. To to the customer, as an to agency, our clients. We should
1: yeah. be helping our clients make sure they understand that. Yeah.
0: And yes. so we try to do that as much as possible. All the reporting that I do when I send it back out always has next steps. So that in case that conversation hasn't happened, hopefully that'll help drive more Absolutely. conversations on that. So
1: is there anything I'm forgetting here to kind of make sure our, our listeners are educated on I think everybody understands the importance of first party data. What I'd really like to stress is the leads that something like this can generate. Is there anything I'm missing that is really important to talk about?
0: One of the things that I find most important is looking at it of people, a lot of people sell it and they're like, Oh, we're, we're going to get you leads that you can sell and close right away. So that isn't always true.
1: Right. If you have um, a term. You life.
0: need to look at it and understand what the return on investment for every actual consumer that you get into your funnel is worth. That's great. And so if you can, can give a value amount for every user, every email that you own, um, that'll help you understand and actually see the long-term value of gaining these users.
1: Well, and you're already, you're jumping ahead, you're, you're, I'm not jumping ahead, but you're bringing it back oh. to what I like to talk about is ROI, right? Right. So we always come back to what is ROI. So when what would you say is the biggest ROI for businesses when using a contest or giveaway to not only grow their first-party data, but also use as lead generation, like you're saying, assign that dollar amount up front. Know yeah. what each of it is worth.
0: Yeah, and really that comes from having an active email system already in mm-hmm. place where you can track and you're like, okay, I've had a 1,000 emails in my database and I've been sending them stuff mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a conversion from these at a 10%. Right. So then you can take your dollar amount and actually work out the full math. Right. So then you can be like, okay, every for every one person it's worth $300. Well and
1: I don't think everybody knows how cost effective these contests really are. I mean a lot of times you could you're spending and you probably should you're spending more money in the giveaway than you are in the implement the implementation of it mm-hmm. because if you have a really great prize but this is very cost effective to bring in leads. It, yeah. it really is.
0: Yeah, and email marketing is one of the most cost effective marketing solutions that you have as an easy resource. It, it can be time-consuming if you're doing a full-fledged thing. But their
1: buy-in is already there. Yeah,
0: they're, like, I mean, they're saying, contact me.
1: Yes, they're actually saying, yes, I want to hear about this. I'm going to make a decision in the next three months. Right. So, I mean, there's not a stronger lead, you know, that, that is a, that is not just a warm lead, that is a hot lead, right? right. So I, I think I totally agree with you with the ROI, is really understanding what your conversion rate is and what is it normally, and then what are you seeing on this sale, yeah. you know, or on this, on this particular strategy, so, what would you suggest as kind of a as we wrap this up, how many times a year would you say in a in a marketing budget should they be doing something like this on a minimum
0: on a minimum ideally, you should be doing them like once a quarter yeah. Um, that, minimum is like probably two.
1: Twice a year, yeah. um,
0: But if you're doing twice a year, if you can make it a bigger project, right. bigger promotion, yes, that's better. Um, yeah. But we, if,
1: we have some local banks that do a great job of, you know, they give away a car. I mean, right. you, know, they're, they're, you can. there's some really neat things they do, but they wouldn't do this year after year after year if they're not seeing the return on investment. So it's, it's not just a giveaway. I know when you drive past a billboard, or you turn on a radio spot, and you hear about this giveaway, it's really about getting some really warm and hot leads for that business.
0: Yeah. And the hot leads aren't necessarily like hot convert today. No, but they're going to convert. They're converting. Soon. They're saying, they're telling you. Yeah, yeah. They're saying, yeah, keep in touch with me.
1: Keep in touch with me. Like, and by the way, yes, you can add me to your email list. Right. So now they're part of your first party data that you can then continue to market everything that you do, not just a contest or giveaway.
0: Right. And every, every time you re- email them, you're also then collecting data on whether they're clicking on certain things. Absolutely. More drip um, campaigns. Right, more right. drip campaigns, absolutely. Yep.
1: It just continues and continues. Thank you for today. This has been really good for our listeners. Did a fantastic job for your first podcast. I think a lot of people will find this, they'll, it's kinda, they're going to have those aha moments of like, I need to be doing this. Right? Yeah,
0: I hope so. Yeah. It's definitely something that every business can do. You can also, one thing I forgot to reference, sure. is when you're running a contest, think about your imaging and your branding. It's not the most important part, but it is, it is important. you have to have a good graphic to grab attention right um as much as you you could be giving away a car but if your graphic isn't going to stop somebody from scrolling
1: stand out right it's
0: not going to stop them from scrolling they're not going to enter
1: yep i like that that's a good point thanks ryan i appreciate all your time today i'm shannon allen i'm your host of digital marketing roi and join us next week for our latest episode
0: You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROY from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROY to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week.